Welcome to B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. Meet Bonnie. She's from Oklahoma. Where the wind comes sweeping down the plain. A meteorology major and loves to chase. Meet Bobby. He's from Oregon. Going green. Greenage. Saddle up. You got a boss. Oregon AMS vice president and a former TV weather producer. It's B Squared. Let's talk weather. Welcome into B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. I am Bobby in Oregon. And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma. Bonnie, happy Super Bowl Sunday to you. Happy Super Bowl Sunday. Thank you. Um, I know that you're not the biggest pro football fan, which is okay. And I'm a Detroit Lions fan, so I don't know what the playoffs even look like. It's been so long since we've been there. But <laughs> hey, it's the end of the 2019 NFL season, and... Hey, two good teams, the San Francisco 49ers, Kansas City Chiefs, playing in Miami, which makes absolutely no sense to me, and I've never understood that, why the Super Bowl moves around, but hey, to each their own, that's the NFL. But uh, hey, you know what, South Beach, not a bad spot to have a football game in February. Right, right. They just missed some severe weather, too. I'm pretty sure that was yesterday. Right. So good. Yeah, they're coming in at just the right time. Hopefully no more um, earthquakes. And that kind of thing, and that they can just play right. and be undisturbed. Uh, we talked about that last week on the show, actually, which was earlier this week on the show. <laughs> um, yeah, the huge earthquake just south of Cuba. They did feel it in Miami. They did evacuate some of the higher uh, condominium towers just because they weren't sure really what was going on. Because uh, earthquakes in Miami are pretty rare. Yep. So. Yep, and then aftershocks and blah, blah, blah. So definitely smart move to evacuate just in case. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh Bonnie, who's going to win? Well, you know what? I don't know, but I'm kind of rooting for the Chiefs, and here's why. Because I feel like I read some story about how it's been forever since they've been to the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's been a very long time. So that's why. And if the 49ers win it, they will tie the Pittsburgh Steelers and everybody's favorite team, the New England Patriots, in total number of most Super Bowl victories all time. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I kind of want them to win then for that reason. <laughs> <laughs> or not. Yeah. Um, you know, I just want it to be a good game. I think it will yeah. be. Um, I'm bummed not. Like I said, we're taping the Sunday morning, so the game is still several hours from being kicked off. But by the time you guys hear this, the game will be over and you'll be like, wow, your analysis was way off. Um, right. Like I said, I just want it to be a good game. Um, I would like to see Kansas City win. Uh huh. But I also have. Some guys that I covered that played at the University of Oregon on the 49ers. So it would be cool to see them get a championship ring just for that fact. And that's the only fact. So, Well, I like that it's two teams that I feel like aren't in the Super Bowl a lot. I feel like you always right. see Patriots in the Super Bowl. So it's nice to just have two different teams. It's more interesting, you know. It is true. It is true. And like we said, you know. San Francisco does have a chance to tie uh, the Patriots and Pittsburgh uh, in right. terms of most Super Bowl wins, but they haven't been there in a while. Uh, the 49ers yeah. for a, for a lot of time, um, you know, had kind of a rough season, but it's okay. I mean, you have teams that have turned themselves around, and what the 49ers have done the last two seasons is pretty impressive. So, um, I'd like I said, I just hope it's a great game. I think Patrick Mahomes, the quarterback, uh, for Kansas City, could have a big game, could have one of those career-defining days, and 
you know, the thing with the Kansas City Chiefs is they've had to play from behind in their playoff games so far. So if San Francisco maybe jumps out to a lead, I don't think Kansas City Chiefs fans or the players will freak out. However, you want to, in a Super Bowl, you want to try and, you know, score quickly and often. Yeah, definitely. You want to try to get ahead and stay ahead. But I'm I'm excited. And I wonder, this is like kind of a random question, but I wonder if people at the Super Bowl get to see the Super Bowl commercials. They don't. Man. Um, I know that they do offer in arena or in stadium Wi-Fi. But chances are, no, they don't get to see the commercials. Bummer. Have you ever been to an NFL game? No. Okay. Um, they're boring. Really? <laughs> like, you know, we've been, we've both been to a lot of college football games. That's obvious. I mean, right. you at Oklahoma, me at Oregon, and, you know, traveling with the team and stuff. And, you know, breaks are not fun. But in the NFL, because it seems like they take a break after every single series and often multiple times a series – the game kind of drags on a little bit and right in stadium entertainment's great, but for my money, if you're going to watch an NFL game, stay home. Yeah. Because a lot of tickets to regular season games are like hundreds of dollars. I can't even imagine a Super Bowl game. Yeah. Super Bowl. I believe the cheapest ticket that I saw at face value was $535. Damn. And they're on the marketplace going, um, actually let me pull it up right now. So, um, if you go to one of the ticket resale marketplaces, uh, Ticketmaster, StubHub, all these have different ones. Um, they're using a last chance $500 off Super Bowl tickets. So let's see what they are going for. Super Bowl uh, LIV, which I think is hilarious. They should oh. just change it to LIVE, Super Bowl Live. Um <laughs> One live. right, yeah. One ticket, the cheapest ticket going right now is six thousand ninety-five dollars. <gasps> the most expensive ticket looks like it's fourteen thousand seven hundred thirty-four dollars. Wow. Yeah. Wow. First of all, if you're gonna get that ticket, you better be in Miami. Like, oh so. yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, so like, and if you're looking at like the different places, the club, like some of the club. Stuff there's the thing called the seventy two club, which means all inclusive, so free food, free drinks, free beverages. Cheapest ticket there, and that's on the fifty yard line behind the Chiefs bench, is sixteen thousand dollars. The most expensive ticket there is twenty one thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah. That is just crazy. I wish I was selling one of those tickets. Right. Man. Um, a buddy of mine got two tickets for the Super Bowl and actually had to sell them. But the funniest joke I saw about the uh, Super Bowl this week was uh, it was a Facebook post. It said, my buddy's looking to sell two tickets, or my buddy has two tickets to the Super Bowl. He's really bummed because he didn't realize that when he bought the tickets that it was going to be on his wedding day. And, Whoa. Yeah, and so he was like, you know, it's just, it's really a bummer. But hey, if you want a wife, you can show up to the church. At one thirty, he lists the address, says her name is Elise, and she's a really good cook. <laughs> That's so funny. The thing is, that seems to be a thing. Like, I had a friend who was going to schedule their wedding on OU Texas weekend, right. and the groom was like, no, you need to move the date. <laughs> so. Oh, it's true. It is true. 
That's so funny. I would, um, not that I'm looking to get married anytime soon, because that's just not going to happen, but um, college football Saturdays, um, honey, I'm sorry. I love you. I really do. But we are not getting married on a college football Saturday. Right. Like pick a Wednesday or something. Right. <laughs> Wednesday, a Tuesday, something that is not a college football Saturday. And I know football is life. Well, it's, you know, football is life, but it's also, you know, something that a lot of my co, uh, what's the word constituents care about. <laughs> It's important. Yes, it okay, is. Okay, second question for Super Bowl tickets. Are there extra tickets you buy to be the ones that get to go down on the field for the halftime show? Uh, yes and no. Those are generally given out to like community groups or oh. local charities. But yes, there are some tickets where you can buy field access. So um, you'd have to buy your regular ticket and then like correct. another ticket. Holy correct. crap. So yeah, it's a uh, it is not cheap. Um, the NFL is very much a um, you know money making venture. Here's how yeah. you know that the NFL is really about making money. So the NFL Combine, which is the pre draft workout, so mm-hmm. it's all the guys that you know, and it, it's the next big thing in the NFL calendar after the Super Bowl. So all right. the juniors and seniors that have declared for the NFL draft. Most of the most of them are invited to Indianapolis for the NFL Combine. So this is where they get a chance to do uh, skill tests and drills, and they do interviews, and they do psych evaluations, and they do all this stuff. And it used to be just for the media and the teams. Well, now the NFL has started letting people in. And so you can now buy tickets for like a hundred bucks a pop. Wow. It's not a game. It's not even a practice or a scrimmage. You're watching people run drills. Yeah. It's like all-star week in the NBA or something where it's like special stuff. Exactly. Even with the Super Bowl being in Miami and the NFL just started doing this a couple years ago. So they they have media day, which is literally just... Players at a podium talking with the press. And, I mean, you see everybody show up to this, right? All the nightly TV shows are there. uh, Comedians are there. All that stuff. And, you know, it's, again, not open to the public. But the NFL has started realizing, well, we can sell tickets to this. We can make money. So, for 50 bucks, you can come sit in a seat up above the bowl, not even interact with the players or the media, and you can just watch. But hey, I got to get to media day. What? Jeez. Yeah. Man, yeah. how do we get part of that? How do we get into being an employee of the NFL so well, we can start getting some of this cash money? <laughs> right. Well, I mean, we should start selling tickets to, you know, B Squared Live podcast. We're going to have to take the show on the road. Yeah, there you go. We could go do it in Miami outside the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, man, we could, hey, we, we're members of the press. We can apply for press credentials. Boom. And we would yeah. just be like, hey, how are you feeling today? That'd be the only question I could come up with. No, we asked him about the weather. <laughs> are you afraid of any impending earthquakes? Right. Do you like to play outside in the rain? Do you enjoy playing in the snow? What's it like being tackled when the temperature is minus six degrees and the wind chill is minus 40? 
I yeah. wonder what it is like. Right? What's your no, favorite Doppler? <laughs> What's your favorite Doppler? How do you feel about Go 16? Right. What about 17? What about 15.5? <laughs> is Nino 3.4 really your favorite tropical region? <laughs> Do you know what you would do if a tornado warning was issued for right. your area? Right. <laughs> what are your tornado precautions? Oh, do you have a go bag ready? <laughs> we could have way too much fun with this. Right, and they'd be all like, next question, please. Yeah. Right, and that does happen occasionally. Too bad we don't have Mar- you know, Marshawn Lynch in the Super Bowl. I'm just here so I don't get fined. Because we could totally ask him a whole bunch of random questions. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Marshawn, Marshawn, tell me about, you know, what you think about the new National Weather Service supercomputer. Man, I'm just here so I don't get fined. (laughs) (laughs) Brought to you by the Euro. Uh, Press, the press, the press. We have so much fun. All right. So, uh, yeah, Super Bowl today. It's going to be going to be a good time. Uh, Like I said, I am. Not going to be able to watch a lot of it, if any of it, but that's okay. I'll catch the highlights tonight. So, but man, you know, Miami, South Beach, weather looks beautiful. Uh, outdoor stadium, kind of, sort of. They have a retractable roof, but I believe the roof will be open. Oh. So, um, yeah, live from Hard Rock Stadium tonight, Super Bowl, and uh, Kansas City Chiefs, 49ers. Hopefully, it's a good game. I wonder how long that roof takes to open and close. Uh, I believe 12 minutes. I wonder how loud it is. Uh, it's not very loud. Wow. I've been in stadiums where they've had retractable roofs. It's not very loud. You actually don't really notice it. You see it moving, but. That's crazy. I just feel like a big giant metal shell closing over the top just could not be very quiet. Um, I guess it could. Yeah. Now, I don't know if it's metal, but I'm just assuming, but I just. Wow, okay, 12 minutes, pretty much quiet. I'm impressed. Right. Uh, let's see here. Five things to know about the Hard Rock Stadium roof before Super Bowl live. <laughs> I, know, I know it's LIV. It's fine. <laughs> no, I like it. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Do, 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 do. We'll put that in the Coco TV column. Oh, my gosh, yes, right? Super, Super Bowl, Bowl live. live. <laughs> um, where is the... Okay, well, so far they're telling me there's five facts about the roof, but so far I haven't seen any of the facts. Well, clickbait. Um, yes. Uh, oh, okay. So... Huh. Maybe it's not actually a closing roof. I thought it was. It's just oh, uh, no, it's not. There's no closing roof. It's just a temporary. It's a shade. They've installed a shade. Oh, that's kind of cool though. Yeah. So never mind. Um, the roof there does not close. I want to say it was the 13 minutes was for Arizona, for what was University of Phoenix Stadium, which I don't know the current name of it. I feel like that's a good idea to always to all stadiums have a adjustable you know a convertible roof right because you just never know like tornadoes and snow and rain and lightning like to hit all the time so if you can close it then you don't have to shut the game down right 
So, uh, yeah, so just as a temporary shade roof, or it's a shade roof, but put over top of it, which I thought was kind of cool. Interesting. I did not know that. So, mm. see what happens Tell when you, you who just. Needs that. Yeah, right. See what happens when you quickly just like skim articles and you actually don't read them. Folks, this is why you should read everything. Boom. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, but shout out to uh, shout out to Miami for hosting. And, uh, yeah, good times. But back on the yeah. weather front, Bonnie, it's still incredibly quiet. I know. It's pretty boring. I'll tell you right now, it's like 70 degrees here, though. It's like springtime outside. Oh, I'm jealous. Um, while you are in the, you know, approaching 70, we were up into the 60s on Friday. Nice. Which was really nice. It was warm. It was gorgeous. And then all of a sudden, we had a cold front come crashing through, and we have now dropped down to 40 degrees. Nice and chilly. Oh, very nice chilly. And the sun's out. Uh, but there are several scattered showers around that are getting eaten up by the coast range, which all of us weather nerds are extremely annoyed about. <laughs> I so, feel you. Yeah. So um, the weather pattern is changing. You know, yes. we're getting into this cold pool. You guys will get that reinforcing shot coming in midweek. Um, but other than that, Very cold. yeah, there's just not a whole lot really happening. And that's kind of OK. You know, I'm not necessarily yeah. upset with it. I mean, um, yesterday, right, is when Miami, Southern Florida had their severe weather going on, right? Right, yes. Did you see the lightning with all that? Yes, it was insane. That was the craziest amount of lightning. You couldn't even see the storm itself on radar. All you just saw was the lightning. Right, and I know that uh, Mike Seidel from the Weather Channel tweeted something out. I know I retweeted it. Um, Other people that, you know, were kind of focused on the storm. It was really intense, and you're right. All of South Florida got into the action. The cluster of storms they were saying were putting out like hundreds of thousands of lightning strikes from start to finish. Jeez. Which to me is insane, but, you know, I also realize that this happens a lot, you know, in thunderstorms. But over such a small period of time and such a small geographical area, that's a lot of lightning. Yeah. Like, that was crazy. It felt like a lot of it was over water, but I mean, still, it just was... It was just, it was a lot of lightning, but at least it happened yesterday and not today. Right, exactly, because now that we understand that there's actually no full roof over top of the stadium. Um, right, they can't uh, handle that kind of lightning in no, the Super Bowl. No, no, and they had delayed anyways, and you know, that, yeah. I will say this, the NFL is really good about weather delays and handling stuff like that, so. Well, because they don't want to have to like dip into their bank account. And pay for injuries and whatever due to weather. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, but yeah. It's smart. I mean, they they have a really good handle on it. Um, You know, we've talked a lot about um, Kevin Kiesel, the professor at Oklahoma, and, you know, doing stuff with sports and emergency management and stuff to be prepared about how to deal with severe weather in large public settings for like stuff like the Super Bowl. And, mm-hmm. you know, when the Super Bowl was was last in San Francisco a couple of years ago, um, a couple of guys from the National Weather Service Portland office went down to help uh, assist the forecast office in San Francisco. Just because, you know, they need the additional manpower because... You know, you're a federal government agency and Mm -hmm. all of a sudden you need a forecaster available to work with Homeland Security and the FAA. And all of a sudden your operation gets a whole lot bigger 
And so I know a couple guys from Portland went down and other meteorologists from across the country flew into San Francisco to help staff out the rules needed. So, um, yeah, I know I'm sure that there are probably a bunch of extra guys that have flown in, guys and gals, from the National Weather Service to help the Miami office because you just have to have more manpower when you're trying to track down, you know, possible storms, anything like that. So shout out to uh, the National Weather Service and those guys for providing not only accurate forecasts, but, you know, intergovernmental agencies and helping them with all of the things they need to do to keep us safe um, in and around the Super Bowl. Yeah, and it is a big job. I mean, the bigger the stadium, the bigger the event, the more people in attendance. Like, yeah, you can never have too many meteorologists, emergency managers, and things like that on hand to just make sure everything goes smoothly throughout the entire event. So I'm glad that they're fully prepared and things will go smooth, although it doesn't look like there's supposed to be any storms or anything anyways. No. But yeah. it's never, it's always good to be prepared. Always. Yeah. It looks like it's going to be a pretty decent day in Miami, so cannot definitely complain about that. Right. All right. So talk about the Super Bowl. Talk about a little about the weather. Um, Bonnie, the other big story kind of coming in and out is coronavirus. I know it doesn't have a lot to do with the weather, but there is some issues with, you know, people doing stuff related to weather and a virus. And it's not necessarily a good thing. Like we know that, you know, it's spreading from China and people are starting to come over, you know, into the U.S. and other stuff. Man, it's just... It's kind of scary if you think about it, you know, that yeah. it, like a disease can spread this quickly. And, you know, we know that it can spread human to human contact in other ways. Mm-hmm. But the weather does play a role in this. You know, if it's cloudy, if it's cold, people are already sick. A new germ is introduced into the population. It's not good. Yeah. Yeah, definitely not. And like you said, it does spread sort of quickly, like it didn't take long for it to get over here to the U.S. There's already at least two people that have it. Um, They One gave it to the other. It was the first human-to-human spreading of it. Um, There was a cruise ship somewhere that got quarantined. They wouldn't let anybody off of it because a couple people um, showed symptoms of the coronavirus, so that's really scary. I would hate that, to be stuck on a ship ported somewhere because they have to check everybody. Yeah, and I know that there are a bunch of um, uh, the U.S. put a lot of their diplomats from China on a plane and flew them back to the U.S. and then have quarantined them at a military base in Southern California for up to 14 days. Yeah, I see 14 days a lot, so I don't know if that's how long it takes to start showing symptoms if you've been exposed. I think is it's, that I think that it's is? I think it's time to run tests because I don't think they have an actual like full a way to actually know what you're suffering from. Yeah. If I read that correctly. So, um, it's just, it's scary. I mean, you know, there are 14,000 cases confirmed around the world. 300 305 people have died. Um, all of those, but one death have been in mainland China. Wow. The one international case, um, came down yesterday from the Philippines. So the U.S., well, Australia, New Zealand all have announced that they will not allow foreign nationals who have traveled or from transitioned f- uh, through China to enter at all. 
All three countries will continue to allow citizens who have visited China to enter, although they will need to be quarantined. So, Wow. Yeah. And I think the thing is, is like, I, I really think the way that Ebola happened and everything right. is what is sparking this kind of like intense reaction to it, you know? Right. But I mean, it makes sense. I mean, I don't know, is it deadly in everybody or is it just older people, kids, weakened immune systems, you know, the classic things or, or I don't really know a lot about it. I just know it's called coronavirus because the virus itself like in a microscope, looks like it has a little crown around it, and that's Correct. where the corona comes from. That's all I know. Correct. And, <laughs> and no, you don't need to be dumping out corona beer, and you cannot get it from drinking out corona beer. And yes, that has happened. It's all over social media. People are like, oh, I'm dumping out my coronas. I won't get corona bumped. I was like, no, it's not how it works. I kind of feel bad for corona because they have – it has not, they're not related right. in any form, and I'm sure they are taking a hit right now. Oh, I'm sure they are, but you know, thank you. Thankfully, we don't have anything called like Ebola beer or Ebola beer, right? <laughs> or any of the you know latest pandemics, bird flu, whatever. But, um, you know, it's just man, it's tough because you wanna you wanna take care of yourself, and you know, it is cold and flu season. We know that happens in the United States during winter. And just adding this is not good. But, Bonnie, there is a little bit of good news. Somebody saw his shadow today. Yes. Early spring. Or more importantly, didn't see a shadow, which I don't I don't understand this. Okay. Let's (laughs) let's try and break this down. First of all, shout out to Punxsutawney Phil. Mm -hmm. That is my boy. Or girl. I'm not sure if it's a boy. So I'm going to say it's a boy or girl. Shout out right, to my. Because it could be Philip. It could be Phyllis. We hey, don't know. Hey, shout out to my groundhog. Okay. Boom. Why does the groundhog need to see his shadow to know that's more winter? Wouldn't it be the opposite? If the sun is out, generally that means there's higher pressure. And that means that you would see your shadow and naturally would think, you know, what? it's nice outside. Spring is coming early. But it's the exact opposite. It's cloudy. It's cold. You can't see your shadow. But yet that means there's going to be an early spring. How does this work? I think it's just kind of, I don't know. You know, I really just think that's just the way that we've decided to do it. And maybe that's because that's what it's it's correlated to when he has right. seen his shadow then xyz and when he hasn't then xyz so there's not logic it's just whatever's happened following that you know what i'm saying so i think that's what it comes from but i totally get what you're saying it's weird let me read to you the first couple lines of the story posted on weather.com punxsutawney phil was pulled from his burrow in gobbler's knob sunday morning ed did not see his shadow which according to legend means an early spring and warmer temperatures are coming that is great okay Of course, even the organizers of the annual Groundhog Day event in western Pennsylvania acknowledge that turning to a large rodent for weather forecasting is mostly a way to break up winter monotony. Right. It's like a tradition thing now. It's not a take it for gospel thing. Yeah, 100%. And now here comes my favorite part of the entire thing because this is how we've turned into a PC and over-the-top, worried-about-everything society. PETA... 
the People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, caused a bit of a ripple this year when they sent a letter to the Punxsutawney Groundhog Club saying it's time to retire Phil and use an animatronic groundhog. First off, to PETA. Listen, I'm glad that you exist in a country that allows you to send letters to Groundhog's Clubs. One, I want my own Groundhog Club because that just sounds cool. But two... Phil is royalty. Phil is treated very ethically. Nobody's mm-hmm. eating him. Nobody's killing him. Go find something else to complain about. Right. Like, look at him. He's all round and fluffy and puffy. Like, he's living his best life. And he's a little bit of a celebrity. But you're right. Like, he's well taken care of, protected, fed. Like, he's not poked and prodded and whatever they pull him out shadow or not and then they let him go back to doing his thing yeah it's not a big deal like just let him let him be yeah okay he's not like animals in the circus that are mistreated and that kind of thing he's right just, it's right he's and, okay and it's not and it's not like the movie where you know they're driving him around so <laughs> they're driving him around without a seatbelt. right like right so he is safe like we appreciate the thought, PETA, but let's relax just a tad. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, do you know what the other acronym for PETA is? What? People eating tasty animals. <laughs> oh. Yeah. That's how people got the coronavirus because they ate bats. Just saying. <laughs> but would a bat be tasty? I mean, I don't know, but I'm not eating one. Yeah, I'm not either. So, um, but congratulations. Uh, you know, thousands of people gathered in Gobbler's Knob this morning uh, to brave the cold, to see Punxsutawney Phil removed from his warm hut and, you know, whisper the things that he whispers into the ear of the members of the Groundhog Club. <laughs> he only talks to them. Yes, he does. Um, but I love this last line. Since 2009, according to Noah, Phil's predictions have been right about 40% of the time. Hmm. I guess that's a lot, but kind of not a lot. So, but that's why it's really, it's just tradition. And like you said, breaking up the monotony of winter. Yes, exactly. Right. Since that first gathering way back when Punxsutawney Phil has predicted more winter 104 times, according to none other than Noah, who apparently keeps track of this counting this year, he hasn't seen his shadow 20 times. However, records are missing for 10 years. I wonder how that happened. I have no idea, but that's funny. Oh wow. my gosh. I think that's awesome that Noah just goes ahead and keeps track and whatever. But you know what the funny thing is? Nobody gets mad at Phil if he's wrong. Of course not. But if a meteorologist is wrong. Yeah, I guess meteorologists just aren't cute enough. You know what? That's rude. Well, some of them are, but you know, we won't get into that. <laughs> there's a really if actually there's a really cute photo. If you go to weather.com right now, and mm-hmm. pull up the story. There's a really cute photo of him being um, like patted on the head, and Aww. he looks really content. Oh, little Phil. Yeah, he's Does a. Does he wear a top hat? No, but he's a big boy. He's a big bugger. Yeah. A big old round groundhog. Yeah, a round hog. A round hog. <laughs> he's cute though, like straight up. Like yes. I know it's a rodent, but he's cute. I want to hold him. You know, you should. By the way, a friend of mine got to hold a sloth yesterday at like some oh. event she did. Oh my gosh. And the photo was amazing. 
she's looking up at the camera and the sloth turned and looked at its head like up at the camera. I was like, oh. So everyone's like, oh Sloths are so cute. They are cute. Even though they're like weird looking, they're also cute at the same time. I'm not really sure how that happened. It doesn't work for me, so I'm not really sure. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't seem fair, but whatever. <laughs> right. Oh, well. To each his own, yeah. I guess. Right. Oh, man. All right. What do you guys have coming up weather-wise in Oklahoma City? Um, today, 70. Tomorrow, 70. Wow. Colder air coming in Tuesday into Wednesday. And Wednesday looks to be um possibility of some actual accumulating snow here in central Oklahoma. Like snow snow? Like real snow? Yeah, like snow snow. Like a couple inches. Like, yes, wow. wind chills around two degrees. So I am pretty excited for that. Like, it looks like we're going to have... The cold there now. The only question is moisture, and so that's why, of course, this isn't a locked-in, hundred percent happening right. forecast. But it's looking like a pretty decent chance. So I'm pretty excited for that. Beyond that, I don't even know because that's where we're all stopping right now. No, I don't <laughs> blame you. To see what's going to happen, and then from there we'll figure it out. <laughs> well, out here in Portland, we are in a chance of rain snow for the next couple days um, through mm. at least Tuesday. Temperatures during the night will be cold enough to support snow during the day. Not so much. We get up into the lower 40s. But once we get out of Wednesday and Thursday, more rain. Temperatures escalate up into the mid-50s. So after Tuesday, kind of this last shot of snow really kind of takes a, a waning uh, a waning train or a leaving train or whatever you want to say type of train. <laughs> a crazy train? Yes. Yes. Ozzy Osbourne style. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm tired of it. I didn't even do like any Facebook live stuff talking about the snow. It's like, eh, why bother? Mm-hmm. It's just not. It doesn't look good. Models look terrible. And so, yeah, some people might get some snow showers here or there. And if you're lucky enough to be under a big downpour, well, oh, well. But <laughs> going forward, um, the pattern wants to keep coming colder. So I will believe that when I see it. Yes, the GFS is the one saying that. So, again, I take that with a grain of salt. But, man, just not a whole lot happening. And, honestly, maybe maybe feels right. Maybe we are going to have an early spring. Maybe, but according to the GFS that I sent you the other day, two weeks from now we're supposed to have ice here. Oh, yeah. City, you which are... I just, two weeks, you're going to tell us we're supposed to have an ice storm. It just makes no sense. Right, and I'm sure everybody you know, in the Oklahoma weather community was sharing that like, Oh, Hey, check this out. Oh, uh, you know, and it's just luckily no like TV news stations were sharing it, which is smart right. because it's like, you know what? We're not even there yet. We have this first snow event to look at first and then we'll see what the GFS says after that. But I just, it's just GFS needs to chill. Do you guys, uh, do the TV stations go into wall to wall coverage for snow? Like they do like with severe weather. Yes, okay, if good. it's if it's significant, if it's big time, especially if it's ice and there's a lot of traffic issues, then yeah, they do. Okay, they do do some pretty decent wall to wall. Yeah, nice, sweet. I'm gonna tune in and watch my boy David Payne do weather and like do ice stuff versus like severe thunderstorms. That'd be cool. And they send the storm chasers out too. Oh, do they really? Which is awesome. Yeah. Oh, so does Val yeah. get to yell at him? Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, it's not as intense because it's not like tornado on the ground or anything, but it's right. still like, it's yeah, like, they're ooh. out and testing the roads and looking at the snow and ice and accumulations and all that stuff. So, yeah, That's they cool. get to go out and do all that. Yeah. 
Oh, man, I'm jealous. I know. They're living their best life for real. Yes, they are. They really are. Oh, I just, I, I was invented or invited to a Super Bowl party and then everyone was just, I just got text messages. Everyone bailed. No Super Bowl party at my place. Why did everybody bail? I don't know. So. Well, that's a bummer. Super Bowl parties are fun. There's always food. Right? Lots of food. <laughs> Good food. <laughs> that's why I liked the Super Bowl growing up because my mom was big into football. And so a lot of times, I wouldn't say every year, but a lot of years, like, yeah, she would plan something. It wouldn't be a huge party, but a couple of people would come over, but we'd have all kinds of snacks and drinks and sweets and stuff. And so I was like, shoot, I'll watch football for all these snacks. Right. All right. If you could change, if you could create a weather-themed snack, what would you create? Mm. I don't know. That's a really hard... I don't know. It would have to be some kind of chip or something, but like shaped like a lightning bolt. Ooh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Lightning chips. Yeah. And they'd be like spicy. Ooh, I would have lightning chips with Doppler dip. Yes. That's amazing. Yes. Boom. Okay. We got to patent that like right now. Yep, there we go. There we go. You heard it first here two two twenty twenty. Lightning chips and Doppler dip. Right. Boom. We got it first. Nobody steal it. We'll come after you. Right. We got proof right here. On the mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. We created Boom. it. <laughs> it's recorded. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, Bonnie, I hope you have a great rest of your day. Enjoy the Super Bowl if you do watch. Um Hope everybody has a great rest of your weekend and a great week ahead. We look forward to chatting with you next week. I am Bobby in Oregon. And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma. And we will indeed chat with you guys next week. Bye.